out, out, damn spot. Blood will have blood. Blood is a bad symbol, right? Sometimes. <laughs> Hi, writers. I'm Autumn Bardot. And welcome to my channel where you'll find quick tips and author tools. Today, I will be discussing blood. It's an extremely powerful and often really confusing symbol. I think, in fact, an entire book could be written about blood symbolism. And you know what? Maybe it already has. But today we're just going to talk, be talking about all the different blood words and things that blood can be. And you'll see that it's, it's just an amazing, like an amazingly crazy, uh, powerful symbol. So from the divine to the violent, our fascination with blood, it like infuses our collective consciousness and runs through our veins. Um, so why is literary blood so powerful and so full of like symbolic, I don't know, yumminess? <laughs> Beyond the obvious meaning of this crimson life force, man himself has imbued blood with great divine and personal power. Blood is life and blood is death. Okay, it's an indicator of our existence. And I'm going to be giving you the whole bloody list. So let's look at, I have a whole list of things. The first one is blood is destiny. Okay, think of a line or a sequence of, or a lineage of ancestors. Um, you know, in some Amazonian tribes, a shaman are forbidden to taint their bloodline uh, because it destroys and corrupts their mystical powers. So blood is destiny. Bloodlines um, can produce royal dynasties. They can perpetuate genetic anomalies and disorders. And I don't even know, I can't even count how many movies, TV shows, and books are about the importance of the main character's bloodline. Okay? Even think of Dan Brown's bestseller, The Da Vinci Code, right? It was all about an ancient and divine bloodline. Seems like your bloodline can get you and your kinsmen killed or make you royalty. Number two, blood atones for sins. For example, the goblet from which the apostles drank the symbolic blood of Christ. Blood appeases or placates angry gods. Lots of tribes um, from around the world require blood sacrifices. Blood also appeases and placates angry people or groups of people. Don't believe me? Look at the news, <laughs> okay? Um, there are also certain ethnic groups around the world or cultural groups that are all about the blood feud, okay? Number five, blood saves. The Israelites mark their blood, their doors with the blood of the slaughtered lamb so that the spirit of the Lord knew to pass over their house um, and didn't stop and, and kill their firstborn. Also, a blood transfusion can save your life. Blood destroys. Think blood diseases, um, things that come from a long family lineage, having the wrong blood, being the wrong person. Number seven, blood heals. Think of bloodletting in all of its ancient and modern forms. Number eight, blood humanizes you. There are tons of shows about non-bleeding immortals. And aliens never bleed red blood, do they? 
Mm -mm. So blood makes us human. Number nine, blood empowers. This is an important one. Think about drinking blood back in times was one way to absorb the power of your enemies. And some blood rituals involve two or more parties cutting themselves or each other and followed by the consumption of blood or alternately drinking the blood of your enemy. Um, so, and what that consumption of blood did, it produced energy useful for sexual healing, um, just physical healing and mentor, mental strength and power. So blood empowers. Number 10, blood is lustful passion. Number 11, <laughs> blood is rage and violence. Number 12, blood is an ingredient in witch brews. It can be human or it can be a baboon's blood. And check the three weird sisters in Macbeth for the full complete recipe. <laughs> Number 13, blood is divine, like Christ's blood, or perhaps an angel's blood, or some other divine being, some god or some goddess. Number 14, blood marks one's entrance into adulthood. Think of blood brother rights or a woman's first menses. Number 15, blood contaminates. Some early cultures believed that a woman's monthly blood made them unclean. And so they kind of set them aside and let them have their woman time uh, alone. Um, but also, it also a bloodline can contaminate another bloodline. Okay. 16, blood brings emotional um, trauma or pain. 17, blood is a favorite of vampires everywhere. Everybody knows that one. 18, blood purifies and corrupts. 19, blood saves and blood curses. 20, blood, mm -mm, it doesn't wash off. Um, see Lady Macbeth for details. <laughs> 21, blood incriminates, look at all those crime shows, and exonerates. Once again, every single crime show, they need some blood, DNA, something like that. Then of course, there are all those words that are associated with blood. And I'm gonna give you the whole list so you could just see how powerful blood is. There's bloodlust, right? An intense power to see people killed. There's a blood bath. Okay, that's a, a, a melee, a fight that ends in lots of carnage and blood. There's blue blood, usually you know you come from some old historic aristocracy. There's ox blood, which is a really weird name for a color, right? I don't know. There's cold-blooded, okay? That means you don't have any, you know, um, emotion or you don't care about other people. There's hot-blooded, that's an intense emotion. And then there's a blood feud, there's blood sport, there's blood and guts. There's blood curdling. There's blooded. There's blood guilt. There's blood red. There's blood stain. There's a blood stone. There's a blood sucker. There's a bloody shirt. You can be bloody minded. You can need some life blood. And of course that drink, Bloody Mary. There can be bad blood between people and good blood. There's flesh and blood, in cold blood, in one's blood, to make one's blood boil, 
to make one's blood run cold. There's new blood and there's a blood brother. To be someone's own flesh and blood, to be in your blood, then there's blood and guts, blood and thunder, blood is thicker than water. There's blood on the carpet, that means something went down. There's blood, sweat, and tears, which means you worked really hard at it. Blood will tell, it always does. You can curdle someone's blood, there's the first blood, there's, you can smell blood, you can sweat blood, and you can taste blood. You can scream bloody murder. You can't get blood from a stone. You, have, um, you can have someone's blood on your hands. You can, someone's blood is up. You can be too rich for someone's blood. You can have a bleeding heart. You can bleed someone dry. Something can be blood tingling. Or there can be a red-blooded male. Never doubt the power of blood again. <laughs> One novel where I really played with images and words associated with blood was The Impaler's Wife, um, which was really about um, Vlad Dracula's real Hungarian wife. But woven throughout were um, snippets of Dracula's, the real man's life. So I got to really play with the whole kind of blood imagery and it was a lot of fun. So from things like from the speck of blood um, that she had on her finger when she pricked herself with her own sewing needle to you know the gory details of impaling and the battles that he was in, I was able to like interlace blood imagery to convey the fierceness and emotional um, you know, and the emotional fierceness and depictions you know, of, of the time frame of medieval life. So blood is life and blood is death. Who'd have thought your story could have so much blood in it? Hmm. If you like this video, please subscribe and hit the notification button. I post twice a week and uh, have a bloody good time bleeding life and death into your characters. Bye-bye.